Coming up on today's Locked On Senators, it's game day. The Sens' road trip continues in Seattle, taking on a red-hot Kraken team that's done exactly what the Sens are trying to do, turn around from a bad start. And interim head coach Jacques Martin with some pointed comments in the media for the players saying, hey, it's time they look in the mirror about all these bad performances. We'll get into who is on the hottest seat and a whole lot more on today's edition of the Locked On Senators podcast. It's your team every day. Your Locked On Senators, your daily podcast on the Ottawa Senators. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm Jake Sanderson, and you're listening to Locked On Senators podcast. I'm Tim Stützle, and you're listening to the Locked On Senators podcast. Welcome inside episode 952 of the Locked On Senators podcast. I'm Ross Levitan, soaking in the South Florida sun alongside Brandon Piller up in the Blue Mountains. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get started today. A reminder, you can follow the show on social media. We're at Send Central on Twitter, LockedOn.Senators on Instagram. The show is free and available on all podcast platforms, including on YouTube where a like, comment, and subscription go a long way to helping the show grow. Not only a comment below this video, but we are also asking who should be the Ottawa Senators All-Star representative. All 32 teams will have one player named to the All-Star game happening next month in Toronto, of all places, and that will come out this afternoon. So we've got four options for you. Tim Stutzla, Brady Kachuk, Claude Giroux, and Drake Batherson. Today is Thursday, January 4th, and Pilsy, who is your Ottawa Senators All-Star. I mean, Ross, usually I feel like this is a, a time for us when it's a rebuilding team. There's one star on the team that's really shining, and this is a moment for us to sh- shed some spotlight on that player and feel good about it and have them represent the Ottawa Senators at the All-Star game. This is kind of a shoulder shrug uh, decision for me here. Like, I don't I don't feel like there's one glaring star that uh, – really has has proven that they should be the guy for the Ottawa Senators. I mean, I suppose you would do Tim Stutzla just because he's leading the team in points here. But for a guy that's on pace for like 15 goals on the season, that's not exactly exciting. And then I almost feel like if you send the next guy up in points, Claude Giroux, that feels like a punishment uh, uh, for an older player that's been to the All-Star game many times and probably would prefer to have the break with his family and then you go down the line to Brady Kachuk well he's been he's been the guy recently that's been doing it so I don't I don't really have a a clear answer for you here Ross Uh, maybe maybe you got something you can shed here well some people might remember Claude Drew was actually the all-star MVP in 2022 he had a great performance at the all-star game he's a seven-time all-star so I'm with you like On paper, and based on the performance that he's given night in, night out, giving this team a chance, I think he's been the Sens MVP this season. But in terms of All-Star, I'm going to the guy who should have been there two years ago. Drake Batherson would be my choice as the All-Star representative 
for the Senators. Obviously, he was named as an all-star two years ago, but Aaron Dell decided, no, I'm going to be the dirtiest guy in the league, go out and take out this guy's ankle on a you know nothing play behind the net. Um, so I think that he should get his flowers in, in terms of being an all-star because, well, one, since December 1st, he's been among the best players in the National Hockey League in terms of points, top 15 in points since December 1st. So we're looking at over a month sample size. He's a guy who's been first on the ice at practice like he was yesterday. We'll get to our line combinations, full game day preview. But I just think that he would, him being the Sens all-star, and I'm not sure if it's the league or if each team selects a player. It can't be that. Maybe the team makes recommendations, but if every team selected a defenseman, it, it could get a little strange, right? So I'm, yeah, I'm assuming fair. that there's someone in the league that's doing it. Maybe the team's like, hey, here, here are three guys who we think deserve it, and then kind of go from there. But uh, I, I would be sending Drake Batherson from the Ottawa Senators. Yeah, that's that's fair. And he really does deserve to have that opportunity. Like you mentioned, it was taken away from him a couple of years ago with that injury. So, uh, again, I don't feel that strongly about any of these. So if it is Drake Batheson, uh, I'm down for that. You know who probably doesn't feel very strongly about this topic either? Jacques Martin. Yeah. How'd you make out of his thoughts? Not only after practice, the classic pool uh reporter which is less and less now as as teams are are bringing less and less reporters with them on the road but uh gord wilson in conversation with Jacques martin yesterday some pointed comments look in the mirror uh we'll get to another one but this is the interview really with aj jackie back on tsn 1200 Jacques martin's weekly uh hit once we got through uh you know trying to piece in the audio uh Jacques obviously not having the best luck with reception but um he was he was just very blunt very calm very reserved but uh I think the players it's not nothing they haven't heard right like I'm t- I'm assuming that Jacques is saying the exact same thing to the players that he's saying to the media yeah and that's the refreshing thing Ross is this doesn't seem like a situation where DJ Smith, his his press um, availabilities and interviews, it seemed like he was tiptoeing around things and not really willing to be blunt about calling guys out and performances and things like that. But Jacques Martin, this is a, a guy who's been around the league a long time. He's an interim head coach, so he's, he's not worried about kind of fragile relationships or anything like that. He's just getting out there and, and saying what he feels, which is refreshing and I thought he he was very clear, like, look, if the players are upset about the coaching change and about how things are going, it's on them. Uh, this team has has been downright bad for a long time. And if there's going to be changes, it has to come from them. In Not only individually, each of them have to be better, but as a cohesive group, they need to be better. And he's saying a, a lot of the things that we've been saying, Ross. Uh, I like how he emphasized a lot on the puck battles, like, that game up against Vancouver, uh, sure, talk about the bounces, talk about the goaltending, but those, the bad bounces and the bad goaltending isn't allowed to be an opportunity if you just win more of the puck battles, and the Sens weren't winning any of those puck battles. So I I like the approach Jacques Martin has taken here, and I think with time and uh, with some growing pains getting out of kind of the DJ structure and way things were going with dj smith and now learning how to play the way Jacques martin wants to seem to play i think with time they will have some at least better success than they are right now low bar i love the i love the question that aj asked or he's just like how do you deal with maybe the players who didn't want a coaching change because a lot of them were vocal we play for dj we love Especially playing Timmy for DJ. was sad about it it seemed 
love. So how do you deal with players like that? And Jacques' answer was perfect. He says, if they the players are paid to perform, and if they had been performing, I would understand. He goes on to say, this team hasn't made the playoffs in the last five years. They haven't even been close. They have to take a look in the mirror to see where they're at. How are we going to make progress? I think that's as poignant of a comment as you can make for a group of young men. We saw some people on Twitter saying that each player should have their cap hit in their stall right by their name just to remind them that this isn't a country club. This isn't a thing where, where hey, you're just here to have fun, play shinny, play men's league. This isn't beer league. This is serious hockey. And um, right now, it's just a team that's underperformed for the last, what, two years, we'll say, maybe three, yeah. but probably two. And before that, they were a team that was just trying to, you know, keep keep floating and keep their head above water. And right now they're, they're at a crossroads. But Jacques Martin and funny enough, like Vancouver is the perfect example because him and Rick Tockett were on the same bench together when they won yep. two Stanley Cups with the Pittsburgh Penguins. So they probably saw the same things in Pittsburgh that when they've now gone to their respective new teams. And I know Jacques had a, a stint in, in New York with the Rangers on the bench for a year during the COVID shortened season. But overall now they're coming into a situation where Rick Tockett felt like he had to kind of, you know, take the guts out of, out of the fish in Vancouver and, and get back to what was working what he saw was working in Pittsburgh. So that turned around. It took a year. Now they did have that new coach bump right off the bat, whereas Ottawa clearly struggling just about 500, maybe a game below since Jock took over seven games ago. Yeah, three and four record. But I think that the Vancouver Canucks are a perfect team to see what it takes to turn around a mindset more so than personnel. And I know that Vancouver did trade their captain of all yeah. things. Uh, they also gave up a first round pick to get Philip Peronic as well. So they did make some personnel moves and uh, they continue to be an active team on the trade market. But I also think that it's a mindset and that's what Jacques is making very clear here, taking over with the Ottawa Senators. Yeah, and even it just seems, Ross, like this this coaching staff is more on top of things. Uh, I, I don't know if you saw that clip uh, our buddy Lames Martian posted, but I guess his uncle was at the Vancouver game right beside the bench, and he was filming the bench after guys were getting off shifts, and Alfie is getting in guys' ears. And, um, you know, there's back-and-forth conversation going on. Like, this, this coaching staff is actively trying to change the mindset and reminding players – how they expect them to play. And look, I think Mark Kostelik has been a much better player since that little Alfredson incident on the bench. And you might say that was something so minor, but it's little things like that where Casty probably under the old regime, Ross, he goes back to that bench and he, he's, he's not worried about hearing about it or worried about, uh, keep working yeah, hard out there. Yeah. Worried about f being a uh, fourth line absolute beast that is just flying by not finishing his checks he probably doesn't care but under this new team that's not going to fly like Cassidy's role has to be to play that physical game and he's got to know that and the coaching staff is making all these players or at least it seems like is making all these players aware of what their roles are and what expectations are going to be moving forward and I think a lot of Senators fans do understand this but it's worth saying again for either well casual fans or people from other teams. Maybe we've got some Seattle Kraken fans listening here on a game day against the Kraken. 10 o'clock puck drop as well. We will have the postcast afterwards. Jacques Martin is not a lame duck uh, interim coach who's here like Mark Crawford was to just mop up the rest of the year. Yeah. I fully expect both Jacques Martin and Daniel Alfredson to be working in management next year, whether they're on the bench or not. 
They're going to be a part of the structure. They These statements about the core of the team and looking themselves in the mirror, this is exactly what Steve Steos is thinking. There, there's no doubt in my mind that he's evaluating this the same way that Jacques Martin and Daniel Alfredson are. So don't kid yourself when this is not just Jacques Martin going rogue and saying, no, this is what just, just I believe. This is what the management of the Ottawa Senators is looking at with their players. It's not good enough. The team has just laid so many eggs this year. And you look at it 6-3, and I mean, there's so many different ways you can get to 6-3 final score. And that really, really makes them look a lot better than they did, losing 5-0 in the first period against Vancouver. But what a breath of fresh air. Hearing Jacques Martin talk about, hey, things weren't going well in this way. They talk about the puck battles. Well, guess what? They're working on two-on-one recoveries in their own zone, board battles where help comes in, and then how do you make a heads-up play getting the puck out of the zone properly? So they're clearly taking what they're seeing in the video and implementing it into practice, and we'll see how it looks in a game tonight. Now, which players should be most concerned about the way Jacques Martin spoke yesterday with the media? We'll have that conversation in a full game day preview next. You're listening to Locked On Senators, your team. Every day. Today's episode is brought to you by our friends over at Mary J's. Mary J's is a locally owned cannabis dispensary in the Ottawa area. Started off with three best friends making a life-changing decision. And through hard work and dedication, they have had success with four stores in Ottawa and a store in Coburg. For our Ottawa listeners, the locations are... Riverside South, Orleans, Greeley, and Russell. Lots of spots to help you out. And Mary J's offers the absolute best and newest products in the market. And they're adding new stuff to the menu all the time. They got everything you need, whether you're a rookie or a grizzled vet. And Mary J's offers competitive pricing. In fact, they will price match any store in Ottawa. That means you are guaranteed to get the best price around at any Mary J's location. And they got the best customer service, the triple threat. They have the friendliest bud tenders who are always ready to help. One of the owners, Dashy, absolute beauty, a diehard Sens fan. So go to one of the stores, say what up to Dashy, talk to him about how the Sens are doing and about all the latest good products that Mary J's has to offer. Check it out today, guys. Mary J's Dispensary. Today's episode is also brought to you by Sleeper. You like daily fantasy? Well, go check out Sleeper because Sleeper is the only daily fantasy app that we trust here at the Locked On Podcast Network. And you can win 100 times your money by playing daily fantasy hockey on the Sleeper app. There's all sorts of possible scenarios for this season, but to have a chance at winning big, you need to play daily fantasy hockey on Sleeper. It's the official daily fantasy app here. And with Sleeper, here's what you do. You pick players like Drake Batherson, like Claude Giroux, like Brady Kachuk, like Tim Stutzla, and you pick more or less on stats for these stars. You can choose stats like goals, assists, saves, plus, minus, and more. You heard me, Sense fans. That's a 100 times payout on Sleeper, so start paying attention and get your picks right so you can win big. Use promo code LOCKEDONNHL, and you'll get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions do apply. That's Locked On NHL. Locked On NHL. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. Available just to U.S. customers for now. All 
right, Pillsy, it's game day. 10 o'clock puck drop in Seattle. The Ottawa Senators taking on the Seattle Kraken. A Seattle Kraken team that has zero regulation losses in their last nine games. Old friend, hashtag sends abroad, Joey Decord coming off a shutout in the Winter Classic. But maybe, just maybe, they stepped off of the mat on their way to the dugouts after the game. Some rusky skate blades. Maybe that's what the Senators need to turn this ship around. But before we get to a full game day preview, Pilsy, we have this conversation about Jacques Martin and, you know, really putting the onus on the players to get out of this funk, this win one, lose one, good performance, bad performance, no consistency in their game. Which players do you think that was maybe most directed to? Uh it's it's tough to say, Ross. Um, probably the, the the top guys. Like you're looking at your your Tim Stutzlas, your Josh Norris's. Thank you, Brady Kachuk. Looking at the defensive zone. Yeah, that that could be it as well. I mean, Brady's defense has not been great recently. Now, mind you, that's not his top attribute for his game. But uh, honestly, Ross. I think this would be more of a conversation. Who do you think he's not talking about? I think we could narrow things down a lot easier that way because I feel like top to bottom, this this team needs to, as he said, take a look at the mirror. I think it's one player, Claude Giroux. I think Claude Giroux is the only guy who who has kind of evaded the, the let's say, shadow of Jacques Martin and what he expects as a player. And you saw even yesterday when they're down five, nothing and sure um, everybody was a part of getting down five, nothing, but Claude was the guy who was pushing the pace, getting back defensively and really kind of setting the tone for the rest of the team that this is the way we play, whether we're winning or losing, obviously a goal and an assist at the end of the day for Claude in that game, 31 points in 33 games. He has just been a breath of fresh air on a team that's really kind of got a stench to it right now. So I would say Claude Giroux is the only guy that he's not talking about when he gets into that. And maybe guys like, you know, Angus Crookshank, who's played six games, maybe a Yuri Smake guy, you know, even though he's out of lineup, so you got to think there's a reason for that. But um, when I look at the back end of this team, I think that everybody could be better. I really do. I think every single player on that back end could be better. And then in goal, we, we talked about that yesterday. We don't need to harp on the goalies anymore. Um, but we'll in a game day preview next. I'm going to ask you who should start in goal tonight as we're recording this 11 a.m. Eastern. And the Senators will skate at about 2 o'clock this afternoon. So you can follow us on social media at Send Central. We'll get you those lines as soon as they become available. It's a 2.30 Eastern time skate today before they take on the Kraken. But Pilsy, I'm wondering what kind of response would would be expected tonight because it's not a matter of like, hey, just score. Just like it's it's the little intricacies, the details that are always talked about that I think are going to be the biggest telltale sign whether the players are in or they're out. Yeah, I feel like, Ross, this is a good matchup, a good team for the Sens to go up against right after that game up against the Canucks because the Seattle Kraken are another well-structured team. Like, you look at this lineup like we're, we're going to do it uh, in the next segment. There, there's not a game-breaker. There's not a lot of all-stars. Like, I think the highest-paid player on the team is, is Vince Dunn, who leads the team in points. And I think he makes, like, seven seven million or so. Yeah, $7.3 million. Most of these guys are making $5 million, a lot of the team. And it's because they've set their lineup to play a structured puck possession game. So... If the Ottawa Senators are going to have a chance in this game, 
much like Jacques Martin is saying, they're going to have to win puck battles because if they allow the Seattle Kraken to win those puck battles and maintain possession and um, kind of wear down this Ottawa Senators team, that's when the Sens make mistakes. That's when the bounces happen. That's when the goalies get overwhelmed and this team's not able to clear the puck out of the zone. And it just all the problems kind of stem from just allowing the opponent to win those 50-50 battles over and over and over and over again throughout the course of a game. So I really think if the Ottawa Senators are going to have a chance here and if they're going to make up for that embarrassing first period effort, we're going to have to see it in the corners. We're going to have to see it in the neutral zone. We're going to have to see those loose puck races being won by the Sens. So it's those little things, Ross, that I'm going to be taking a look at to see if this team is getting the message that Jacques Martin is trying to portray to them. And just to get back to our conversation about the all-star representative for the Ottawa Senators, over 150 votes so far. You can still go have your say on our YouTube. 41% have Claude Giroux as the choice for Senators all-star. 33% have Tim Stutzla. 21% say Drake Batherson. And 6% say that Brady Kachuk should go for the third straight season to the All-Star game. Pilsy's getting into the Seattle Kraken. We'll do that more. We'll get into the Ottawa Senators on the other side. And two Sens prospects are going head-to-head right now in the semifinals at the World Juniors. Right now, there's eight minutes left. So as time ticks down, we'll get to that at the end of the show. You're listening to Locked On Senators, your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by our friends over at FanDuel. FanDuel is the official online sportsbook of the Locked On Podcast Network. And for a good reason, they're North America's number one sportsbook. Why would you go anywhere else? We love FanDuel because their app is the best sportsbook app out there. It's so easy to use. Even a guy like me can use it, so so can you. They got spreads player props, over-unders, and more. And it's not just for hockey. You can get football, basketball, baseball, golf, whatever you're into, you can find it on FanDuel. And right now, new customers in the U.S., we got a deal for you. Get 150 bucks in bonus bets with any winning $5 Moneyline bet. It's simple. That's 150 bucks if your team wins for our friends down in the States. So visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and get in on the action today. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. All right, Pilsy, it's a game day here on Locked On Senators. That means that post-game, we will be live on YouTube. Make sure you subscribe. I was going to say wherever you get your podcasts, if you listen, everywhere we are available, but the postcast will be on there afterwards we are live though on youtube so make sure you subscribe hit that notification bell as well um i've got a bell ding 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 sweden going to the final of the world juniors that's all but assured here it is five to two now late in the third period so barring a miraculous comeback three goals in the third period for sweden has them in the final at the world juniors that means friend of the show oscar pistol pete Pedersen, will be heading to the final. So hopefully we'll be able to chat with him 
right afterwards. Not a whole lot of ice time for Pistol Pete. I got to say, only six minutes and 45 seconds in today's game has one shot on goal. Not a whole lot of offense at this tournament for him either. Hopefully he can get a big goal into him in the finals. But we love to see that. Hopefully we can catch up with him afterwards. But Pilsy, it's a game day. It's the third time the Senators have played a Climate Pledge Arena. They are 1-1. One and one. They got the win last year. They got a loss. Even though they had a lead two years ago, they did. were not able to finish that up. Um, what to you is the biggest key to a victory tonight for Ottawa? It's It's got to be winning those puck paddles uh, like we were talking about, Ross, because the Seattle Kraken, there's not really one defining part of their game. Like if you look at the power play, it's kind of middle of the pack. If you look at the penalty kill, middle of the pack, shots for, shots against. Like they just play a clean, structured game. And when they get good goaltending, like our good pal Joey Dax has been giving them lately, those clean structured games, you can pile up wins or at the very least, you can pile up points. Like they, their last 10 or sorry, their last nine games, I think they've gotten a point. They're on a five game win streak. Like this team has been able to have success, even if it's not kind of banging the doors down or, or completely shutting teams out. Although that's what they did at the winter classic. Like, From top to bottom, this team just has a lot of good, solid depth. Now, I will say that on their current five-game winning streak, they've been outshot by 69 total. So they are getting some pretty good goaltending. They're outshot 35-27 in the Winter Classic. The only game of them that they outshot their opponents was an overtime win against Philadelphia where they had one more shot, 29-28. That's the shot they needed. Well, they got outshot 38 to 21 against Calgary. They got outshot 43 to 30 against LA and 34 to 22 against Anaheim. So those are the five games, not in order, but on their win streak right now. So I'm looking at a situation where maybe their record's a little bit nicer than the gameplay would indicate for them. Their power play, they've only had 10 power plays over the last five games. They've converted on two of them. They've also allowed two goals on their shorthanded situations. Because for me, the big thing, is special teams. Ottawa's special teams remain just absolutely brutal this season. Like, I can't even conceive how bad it's been for the Ottawa Senators. They only have one power play goal in their last five games, and they've had 11 opportunities. So I know Seattle's only had two, but when the Senators have given up four in, in shorthanded situations, it just it adds to, the, to just how lopsided it feels like in the court of every single game. So I'm looking for Ottawa's power play to step up here and try to convert because it's just been unacceptably bad over the last course of games. So I'm going to be looking for special teams for me as something that needs to step up tonight for the Ottawa Senators. Hey, and Ross, just sorry, before before we move on from this, last game, there was two power play opportunities. One for the Canucks, one for the Sens. The Canucks went one for one, good for 100%. And on the Senators' only power play, the Canucks had a shorthanded breakaway. And then when the power play expired, the guy coming out of the box had a breakaway. So the best chances on the Sens' only power play were two breakaways for the opponent. Like, that just can't happen. Not great. You think when Eric Branstrom was having his conversation with Jacques Martin that ultimately allowed him to play forward over the last two games that he made note that maybe he could be the right-hand defenseman, left shot, but right-side defenseman, because all of a sudden, not only is Branstrom back on defense, he's on the top pair, right side, with Jake Sanderson. I want your thoughts on that in just a moment, but let me run through the practice lines yesterday for the Ottawa Senators. 
Josh Norris with Brady Kachuk and Drake Batherson. So a little flip-flop here. Claude Giroux moving on to a line with Tim Stutzla and Vladimir Tarasenko. Ridley Gregg is centering Dominic Kubalik and Parker Kelly. And then Mark Kostelik is with Angus Crookshank looking to get back in the lineup. And Zach McEwen. I mentioned Sanderson with Eric Brandstrom on the top pair. Thomas Shabbat is with Artem Zub. Jacob Chikrin is with Travis Hamannick. And Jacob Bernard Docker was practicing yesterday as the extra defenseman. Now, this caught the ire of Sen's Twitter. I think that Jacob Bernard Docker has been pretty bad over the last week or two. Again, not as bad as Travis Hamnick. So I understand fans that are really kind of zoning in on that. But also, nobody asked about Jacob Bernard Docker's health status because he left the third period in that Vancouver game and did not return. So I'm curious to see. Maybe it's just a little bruise. Maybe it's a nick, whatever it is. And maybe that was a deciding factor. I'm not saying it is, but I'm saying it could be a part of the reason why Travis Hamnick remains in. Or it could just simply be he's a veteran and they feel they need that in the third pair. Now, in goal, Eunice Corpusallo, Anton Forsberg. It's got to be Corpusallo in this game, no? I mean, I guess so, Ross. Uh, it's. I think you'd have a hard time starting Forsberg again. But then Corpusallo pretty much played that entire game. So it's not like he's a rested goalie here. But uh, wasn't yesterday. They had a full day. Yeah, no, it's true, and they, and they better damn get used to that as the schedule for pretty much the entire year, uh, except that one week in February, is going to be loaded with game day off, game day off, game day off, so they better get used to that. Uh, I don't really, I guess you go Corpusal Ross. <laughs> uh, what are you thinking about Brancher on the right side? I think it's the first time we've seen it this season. Yeah, it might be. Well, uh, definitely the first time under Jacques Martin, that I can say with certainty. Yeah, yeah, I mean, he was playing the left wing <laughs> with Jacques Martin a couple, for two games there. I I like it, Ross. I like and I'll I'll get into Brandstrom a little bit more here, but I think that is the right move. I I certainly certainly don't want Thomas Shabbat on the right side. I'm glad we're not doing that. And I don't want Chikrin on the right side that much either. And Eric Brandstrom I feel like this guy's got to get like a, a a megaphone and stand on a soapbox and and continue to scream. I like playing the right side. I like it. If we're looking for a right side defenseman, that can be me. And maybe someone's finally hearing him. Well, he has a chance to prove that tonight. Hey, who's your locked on player to watch? Oh, glad you asked, Ross. Actually, my locked on player is going to be Eric Brandstrom. And Look, this is an opportunity as he's playing with Jake Sanderson on the right side here. Jake Sanderson's a defenseman that typically uh, allows the work from his other partner to kind of, you know, it, it makes it easier on his partner because Jake Sanderson does so many things well. So I think, Branny, you got to be looking at this as you're put in a position to succeed. And what a change going from being a left winger when clearly Eric Branson did not like that decision and does not want to be a left winger. He made that very clear if you watch his availability when they asked him about it. And now you not only get to go back to playing defense, but you get to go and play on the right side and you get to play with Jake Sanderson. So I think this is an opportunity for Eric Branstrom to kind of put his money where his mouth is and say, okay, I'm finally put in the spot I want to be in. I'm going to make you look good, coach. I'm going to make this work, and uh, we're going to have a solution for a decor that has not been great lately. So I'm going to be really watching Eric Branstrom here tonight. I want to be watching the leaders. I almost chose Brady Kachuk, but I left that as the poll option for the citizens, although they went 
a different direction. My locked on player to watch tonight is Claude Giroux. I just think that, again, leaders lead at these times. He scored a huge goal, by the way, in Seattle in that game. I want to say it was a game tying goal in the third period uh, for them. So I just think Claude Giroux is, is a guy who every night I'm going to be locked in on 31 points in 33 games, as we mentioned. I think the more kind of eye opening stat for Claude Giroux is how he's second on this team in ice time among forwards behind Tim Stutzla. So uh, I'm going to be really dialed into him tonight. I think you're playing against a very smart, a very cerebral team in the Seattle Kraken. They're not going to fly by you and beat you with speed on every every given shift. So I think he's the perfect kind of um, guy, for, perfect potion for that is a guy who can you know play with smarts and make good plays and hopefully set the tone in terms of where to be in the defensive zone for the other star players on this team. As we always do on Twitter at Send Central, we ask, who's your locked on player tonight? And we we gave the $8 million club as the options, the players who are making the most money on this team under the biggest microscope. And your options were Brady Kachuk, Tim Stutzla, Thomas Shabbat, and Josh Norris. And before you get in the comments and chirp me, I know that Josh Norris is making 7.95. It's close enough. And the answer is, Pilsy. Tim Sutzla. Uh, yeah, I feel like this is the right choice, Ross. I mean, I'm not uh, I'm not on the, the side that you are where you think something's going on with Tim Sutzla health-wise. I just think this is clearly a, a mental thing. And Tim Sutzla was one of the players, again, watches availabilities. Uh, and when he was asked about DJ leaving... He didn't exactly kind of give a clear answer. He kind of hummed and hawed, and you can tell he was shaking up that DJ Smith uh, and uh, Davis Payne were the guys that kind of had to take the the responsibility and were the guys that got uh, their jobs taken away because of this team's play. And he hasn't exactly turned it around yet under Jacques Martin. This guy needs a goal so damn bad. Yes, 49% of the citizens voted for Tim Stutzla, 29% for Brady Kachuk. The rest split between Shabbat and Norris Shabbat again, just kind of working his way back into an everyday li uh, line after missing so much time with injuries. Now, i got a quote for you here from Ooh. Tim Stutzla. I want your thoughts on this because okay. making the rounds on social media, I, I really don't want to read into it too much. There was a great article on Tim Stutzla in The yeah. Athletic with Ian Mendez, our friend of the show. And um, look, there's some off-ice things with Tim Stutzla. Obviously, his, his dog just passed away, and, and anyone who, who has a dog or a pet can can relate to that being something that's really hard to, to swallow, especially I think the dog was only two or three years old. Uh, in yeah. the article, Ian just, just said it was a brief illness that uh, the dog dealt with. Moki, I want to say. Remember, there was a breakaway video where we got to yeah. meet Moki. Um, so obviously, we're thinking about Tim Stutzla for that. It's, it's something that you don't want anyone to go through. Um, now, in that article with Ian Mendez, here's the quote from Ian or from Timmy in the article um, talking about how it was tough with the coaching change. He loved playing for DJ Smith. The quote, he meant a lot to me. I'm a really thankful person and a loyal person. And a lot of the guys wouldn't be here without him. And a lot of our guys wouldn't have signed those contracts without him. End quote. Um, do you read into this more than maybe I do? Because to me, it's just a, a nothing burger quote, really. No, I I think it's it's not huge and it's not nothing for me, Ross. I think uh, as a young NHL player, the only coach you've ever played for, and especially a player's coach like DJ Smith, would have a lasting impression on a guy like Timmy, I'm sure. And now you're going to a much more 
older, stingier uh, coach in Jacques Martin. It's probably a, a bit of a, a shock to Timmy, and it might take some time for him to kind of move on. But also, he did go on to say in that article that uh, Alfie and Jacques Martin have been very positive with their kind of constructive criticism. And I again, I think it's just going to take time for especially a lot of these younger players that had gotten very comfortable with DJ's kind of DJ's world and how that uh, all ran. This is going to be a big change for them. And it's going to take time to, uh, I don't want to say buy in. Cause I'm not saying Timmy's not like shutting out jock and, and not buying into what he's saying, but it's going to take time to grow out of those old habits. It certainly will. Now, as we look forward to tonight's game uh, and the Seattle Kraken, here's what we expect from Seattle in tonight's game. Matty Benier, second overall pick from 2021 at center between Tomas Tatar and Jordan Eberle. You've got Wenberg centering the second line with uh, Jordan, Jordan McCann and Brandon Tanev. The third line, Yanni Gord with Ellie Tolvanen and Oliver Bjorkstrand. And Cartier is centering the fourth line with Kyler Yamamoto and Andre Burakovsky. On the back end, it's Vince Dunn with Adam Larson. It's Jamie Alexiak with Will Borgen. And it's Brian Dumoulin with Justin Schultz, we expect Joey Dax to get the call in goal for the Kraken. Your lookout player to watch in tonight's game. Well, I already mentioned it. Uh, the points leader for the Seattle Kraken, I think very surprising, at least for me, is Vince Dunn, uh, number 29 on defense. And he's been pretty good lately. The last four games, he has six points, two goals, four assists, and he leads this team with 31 points in 38 games. And he is an absolute presence on that blue line as I'm um, just looking up his size here. He's, well, he's not as big as I thought he was six feet, no. 200 pounds. So he's actually one of the, the smaller guys on that blue line. When you look at uh, Alexiak, Dumoulin, uh, Borgen, guys like that, but he's just one of those guys that he, he's found a role in Seattle and they gave him a big contract to kind of support that. So I'm going to be looking out for Vince Dunn, number 29 here. I feel like I have to go with Jared McCann just because I just called him Jordan. So sorry about that, McCann. It's Jared <laughs> McCann, and he's actually deserving of a lot of my respect. This guy leads the team in goals with 14, yeah. but they only have three multi, like multi-goal scores or in terms of double-digit goal scores, I think would be the better way to say that. Bjorkstrand has 11. Tolvanen has 10. Uh, Jared McCann with 14 goals, but he's also a dash 12. They've got a lot of guys deep in the minuses that happen, obviously, at the start of the season. It wasn't going their way at all. But uh, for my real lookout player, how can it not be Joey Dax? I mean, what a run Joey Decord's on. 20 starts. Who would have had him penciled in? 20 starts. This guy was on waivers before last season, and we were banging the drum. Bring Joey Dax back to Ottawa. But right now, he's been the maestro of four of the five wins during this streak. So, his numbers are great. 919 save percentage. He's got eight ties or like overtime losses or shootout losses. So it's it's him battling through. And, and we've known that that's the type of guy, type of goalie he is. So I, I'm really happy to see his success. I hope it does not extend to tonight. He was, by the way, in goal for that 2 nothing Ottawa win um, last month or December 2nd, I believe it was, in Ottawa where uh, Anton Forsberg had a huge shutout in that game. But for me, it's Joey Dax tonight, and I'm going to be looking at him real close. Hopefully, the guys like Drake Batherson, Josh Norris, who spent time with him in yep. Belleville, uh, maybe got the, the book on him and uh, can make things happen. But uh, really happy to see Joey Decord's success, and I'll be looking out for him tonight. Yeah, I mean, that's fair. Um, yeah, Joey Dax has been uh, honestly the savior 
of this Seattle Kraken team. Like Philip Grubauer has been hurt. And even when he's not hurt, he hasn't been very good. And for a team, like we mentioned, that uh, has that relies on that structured game. And you, you talked about it. Not a lot of big goal scorers here. Like Jared McCann, the leader with 14. That's not going to that's not going to get it done. They're not going to outscore their problems. So for a guy like Joey Cord to come up and uh, mop up the mess here off his nice little two year, $1.2 million contract is pretty impressive. And that's something Ross, you and I, we, we've believed in Joey this whole time. And a lot of people believe in Joey and they're starting to see the potential of this guy. They certainly are. So tonight, 10 o'clock is the puck drop in Seattle at climate pledge arena. And we will have the postcast for you afterwards right here on Locked On Senators. Pilsy, any final thoughts on today's show? I might be delusional, Ross, but I actually think, well, I probably am delusional, but I actually think that this is a bounce back game for the Ottawa Senators. After getting embarrassed like that in Vancouver, Look, I know the Seattle team has been riding uh, some success lately, a five-game win streak. What's that like? Must be nice. But the Senators beat them 2-0 earlier this year, and there's there's no one on this team that really scares me here. So as long as the Senators can mop up those tiny mistakes and play with some more effort and win those battles and be a physical team up against Seattle, I think they've got a shot here. Like, I'm not putting this one up as a scheduled loss like I was uh, the Vancouver game. So... Let's hope that uh, this at, at least let's get through the first period, not down five nothing. We'll start with that, I guess. Okay, we're setting the bar high here yeah. as we head in to game two of this road trip. The Senators in Seattle tonight, ten o'clock puck drop before they head up to Alberta for a pair of games against Edmonton and Calgary. They'll finish the road trip in Buffalo before coming home for a pair of tough, tough opponents. Well, we'll say tough opponents and and great fun matchups as well because they do have the Habs in there and it's about time we get that rivalry back in the mix but the Senators need to be playing better by the time that game hits and tonight is another opportunity for that so join us after the game in the postcast hope you enjoyed today's show for more head over to YouTube and wherever you get your podcast for today we say goodbye for Brandon Piller I'm Ross Levitan this has been the Locked On Senators podcast it's your team every day